Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Wish You Were Weird. A show where we talk about everything you've always wanted to know more about. Including, but not limited to, drag. Dating. Politics. Is avocado a fruit? Are bangs just quirky forehead suffocation? How are those Tumblr girls who got mustache tattoos in 2014 doing? How many holes are in Spongebob's fat ass? Does Carol Baskin peg her husband? Is David Dobrik circumcised? How many Kellogg's cornflakes can I fit up my dick hole? <laughs> Sarah, I just wanted to thank you when we were giving out these lines, these opening lines for you. You were very gracious in giving me this Carol Baskin line because it just really resonates with me. Um, I feel like Carol Baskin pegging her husband is definitely in my wheelhouse. It's something that I've dreamed about. I saw this for you, too, which is why I cast you in that role. Um, and also, I wanted to do the SpongeBob ass line that you granted me with because I have an incel complex that I can't escape. Um, mm. uh, by the way, in case you don't know us, my name is Sarah Lazarus. I am a certified wag walker, an occasional ambient whore. Um, you've probably seen me around New York City slamming my head against the wall. Don't mind me. I have a BA in acting, so it's all a part of the whole thing. Take it away, Vincent. And I'm the boy who saw an Emmy at my anonymous grinder date's house and took a selfie with it on the way out to send to my mom. Uh, you can also catch me in Brooklyn. I am an aspiring burnout. Um, and I'm also unemployed and horny. So for our next segment, me and Sarah have each picked out three headlines. Well, that is two headlines and one headline that we made up. And now we're gonna play a little game called Two Truths and a Lie with Headlines. My headline happens to be geographic to where I am right now um, because I am in Florida at home during this uh, quarantine, whatever the fuck's going on right now, um, shebang. Um, so my headlines are local to Florida, which I just had to say before I announced them. So here are my headlines. This is a bad dude. Miami man once jailed for selling horse meat is in trouble again. <laughs> the dog was known to mess around with her chickens, cops say. So she used a crossbow to get even. Not again. Taco Bell in Miami-Dade County supposedly using gator meat in their chalupas. Um, honestly, I... Fuck. I'm gonna say... I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Taco Bell because that's that shit's a corporation and they definitely like provide the gator meat. This would be a national headline. Also, you know me too well and know that I really have a a spot in my heart for Taco Bell. Although that has since changed since like a hundred other locations are owned by some Trump supporter. But I mean, it's not the whole corporation, but it's some of them, which pisses me off. Um, but yes, it was the Taco Bell that was wrong. That was not the, that was the lie. Yes. <laughs> All right. What are your headlines? Um, okay. My three headlines, um, are not regional. My three headlines come from the New York Times website. Um, you know, high news. All right. So the first headline is the protests come for Paw Patrol. Headline number two is. 
Bob Dylan has a lot on his mind. And number three is Marie Callender announces a new line of CBD infused pot pies. What's the fake uh, one? Hmm. Well, I know that you have a thing for Marie Callender. Oh, no. You have a fetish for the concept. Um, so I'm going to go with that. That oh, that no. one is the <laughs> lie. You saw, you saw right through me. That's I did. fucking sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know that I have this weird fetishistic thing from Marie Callender, um, who yeah. was a real person, by the way, and was fucking hot. Really? Um, I don't know. I've never seen the picture. <laughs> She just gives off that vibe. Yeah, because you know what? Those Conceptually. Pies, those, when those Popeyes come out of the oven, the way they burn the tongue, ooh. I don't oh. think I really, like, know Marie Callender. Like, what is the the concept of Marie Callender? So Marie Callender was actually a restaurant chain. Um, they had nine <laughs> Are or so... Are you serious? You know what Marie Callender <laughs> I do. I know a lot about the Marie Callender brand and history. Thank you. <laughs> the The restaurant chain was started by Marie Callender and her husband, Mr. Callender. Are you fucking with me right now? No, I'm not fucking with you. I don't know Mr. Callender. <laughs> I don't know Mr. Callender's first name. I'll admit that. All right. We'll we'll check. We'll fact check this later. <laughs> okay. 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 Um. All right. So. Um, this next section, um, we kind of just, I felt like this was important to talk about. I don't know. I woke up one morning and Sarah had written this section into the outline. I find it strange. I don't believe it's in the, our language of English. It just says that the section title is Jeff Bezos. And there's just four points. Point number one, wife, probably an AI. Point number two. Alexa. <laughs> Point number three, not a trillionaire. Point number four, which I really want you to expand upon. I feel like he peels at night. Any any thoughts, comments, Sarah? I think that Jeff Bezos peels at night. He like just goes home. It's like Scarlett Johansson and that movie Under the Skin. He's like running through a forest. Um, Dear Evan Hansen waving through a window. And what's <laughs> falling through a forest and there's nobody around. Um, and what happens is he just, you know, takes it off his skin. He just slowly like and like one of those onion rings in Outback just peels one at a time. And at the center is just a little plant, a little plant with ambition and a conscience and, his, like, and a drive for the future. <laughs> His wife has to, like, plant him in, like, a little pot of soil and tap water each night for him to, like, grow back. Right. Man. And she has or to, like, take care, put him under, like, a light, like, a lamp light. <laughs> and then by the time morning comes, he's fully formed. <laughs> Horrifying. Um, <laughs> here first, Jeff Bezos is actually a dandelion. Exactly. So up next, we are going to do our reading recommendations. Me and Sarah read a lot of things such as Twitter, shampoo bottles, and like the back of my Advil bottle. I don't fucking know. Me and Sarah don't read. So we're <laughs> going to give you recommendations for Twitter because you guys are probably also illiterate. 
and can only read tweets before your attention span takes you somewhere else. I personally would like to recommend a Twitter called Cropped Boomer Images. Their at is at no context boomer. Um, it's just like Republican memes that your awful alcoholic aunt shares, but like half of it is cropped out, so they make even less sense. For example, the latest one is just, it's just a picture of Donald Trump and it says, President Obama destroyed the lobster. I, <laughs> I, I love them so much. They cannot be translated or even described in a way that does them justice. Please check out that Twitter. I love this Twitter account called We Rate Dogs, but not because of just its Twitter, but because of the potential it has. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, it's a Twitter account that shows a picture of a dog, and it'll go, 13 out of 10. And here's one. This is Bowser. He insists on picking a podcast, but immediately falls asleep every time. Still, 13 out of 10. Please do not disturb him. And the thing about this is I really appreciate objectifying dogs. I think that we need to put that into the mainstream more. And mm -hmm. so what I would do is just be extremely critical of these dogs. But <laughs> these posts are always positive, which I'm kind of not about. Like, we need to put dogs more in the spotlight and they need to face the harsh reality of the real world. So, like, if you saw a golden retriever and it wasn't the kind of golden retriever you wanted, you need to, like, be honest about that. Don't hold in these feelings and emotions. Be like, this golden retriever is not doing the things I need it to do. Five right. out of ten. But this Twitter account is always giving, like, above ten numbers. So that's all I have to say about that. It's definitely worth looking at, but that's my advice to the Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I love that. I would love, I would love a re-rate dogs account run by someone who fucking hates dogs and just <laughs> really shits all over everyone's dogs. Another great Twitter account to listen to. Listen to another great. <laughs> <laughs> you should I listen to Twitter more often. Be more educated <laughs> and cultured, Vincent. <laughs> um, another great Twitter account that I think is hilarious is United States of Chromatica at Chromatica Gov, which is like a fictional gay America based off of Lady Gaga's iconic Chromatica. Um, some example tweets include tops pay for the Uber always drag queens are essential workers and Rihanna's visa application will not be processed until hashtag R9 is announced. Thank you. Wow. Honestly, I feel like a lot of these chromatica like law suggestions should be put forth to Congress because like to be honest, I want to live in that world. I totally agree. RBG, you know, take take those <laughs> notes. <laughs> Go to the Chromatica Twitter account. You Please. know, I it's it's just like an ideal world that we would love to live in and it's kind of sad everything going on right now. The world is in a really vulnerable place and I think people are taking action now more than anything, which is great because it's been a while since people were this interested and active about politics and yeah. just the, what's going the justice of our communities that we're living in and around. 
and I think it's really good that people are yeah. being active. But also, there's a lot of crappy things going on right now that we have to be active about, which is let's just let's take a moment. Let's let's address it. Let's do that. Absolutely. Before we continue, we want to take some time to address Black Lives Matter. The police officers who shot Breonna Taylor, an innocent young black woman in her home, are still walking free. They shot her in the middle of the night. They've been fired but not arrested. You can sign a petition on change.org to demand that they arrest the police officers. As you all know, on May 25th, 2020, George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, died in Minneapolis, Minnesota, when a white police officer named Derek Chauvin knelt on his neck for almost nine minutes while Floyd was handcuffed and lying face down on the street begging for his life. His cruel murder was recorded and ignited outrage from across the globe. Many trans people of color have been murdered this year and these stories rarely make the news. Here's the names of just a few of them. Tony McDade, Raya Milton, Dominique Fells, Penelope Ramirez, and many more. It's especially important to share their stories as their petitions and their Kickstarters and GoFundMes never achieve the amount of media attention that they should and thus never achieve the same amount of success that they should. And this is not new news. White people and white police officers have been oppressing, murdering, and perpetrating violence against black people for hundreds of years. This narrative is far too familiar to shock us. If you are white, we have the responsibility of accountability, education, and action. By that, we mean take accountability of the mistakes you've made and seek the best ways to mend and change. Most importantly, recognize your privilege. Educate yourself. Education, know your history. Educate yourself on black stories in history. Educate other white people on history and be as patient as you can. Another great thing you can do is just simply take action. Protesting is ideal, but if you cannot protest, then you can also sign as many petitions as you can. Petitions can be found all over, especially on change.org. It's also extremely important to vote with your dollar. Make sure to support black businesses and abstain from businesses that donate or give support to the GOP. Also, a really, really pointed example um, of, of using your dollar in, in an effective way, in a way that promotes change, is with marijuana. I know many of us are out there buying marijuana. And we need to remember that many black Americans are imprisoned for selling weed, while businesses created by wealthy white people are simply allowed to thrive. Um, so please, especially with this, with marijuana, be aware of who you're buying from. I saw this on Twitter, that you should use your care and energy towards calling your state representatives. This is the easiest way to get things done. Just call your local government. Any number or email can be found online easily at your local government's website and local state government's website. Also make sure to donate to different black nonprofit organizations if you can. Just a little bit each week will go a long way. Here's some great organizations you can donate to. You know, there's Black Lives Matter, the National Black Justice Coalition, Black Girls Code, the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, NAACP, Legal Defense and Education Fund, and many more. There's also plenty of national and local bail funds that you can donate to, which are extremely important right now for helping those who were arrested at protests. 
there are many ways to support black businesses. Eat Okra is an app that allows you to see all of the black-owned restaurants in your area. There's an altpress.com article that's been going around listing 10 black-owned fashion brands to shop at instead of Dolls Kill. OTA-Q is one of them. They're a kawaii-inspired fashion brand. They have tons of cute clothes and accessories. A lot of their accessories, actually, I noticed were sold out at least a couple weeks ago. I tried to buy these Shrek earrings. They're so cute. They're like anything you could buy on Doll's Kills. Some of them are even cheaper. I really recommend you check out these websites. They're really cute. Also, there's a bunch of Twitter threads going around with comparable clothing brands that are black owned to Dolls Kill. So I highly recommend you scour the internet because you will find amazing clothes and accessories. Yes, speak out, put pressure on people. Don't listen to people who say you can't let politics interfere with your relationships. Fuck that. Call your aunt a cunt at Thanksgiving. Do it. Exactly. Do it. (laughs) Call your aunt a cunt even if she isn't a Republican. And now for our next segment, we have a very, very special guest joining us. Sarah, please take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Take me away. (laughs) He is a Native American actor, comedian, and writer. He's from a reservation you haven't heard of, and that's okay. He's currently a staff writer on Rutherford Falls, the upcoming Peacock comedy by Mike Shore, Ed Helms, and Sierra Ornelas. He was a house performer at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, Characters Welcome. He's performed at festivals around the country, including most rec- the most recently Aust- Austin Sketchfest and Philly Sketchfest. He's studied at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, Second City Theater Chicago, People's Improv Theater, and the Barrow Group Theater. Please welcome Tyler Clare. Hello. Wow, I love I love my resume being right uh, out. My God. I know. We just honestly, I went on your website and sort of just did a little uh, <laughs> copy paste action. Hey, that's why. I'm um, there. Yes, uh, uh, that's exactly what we did. So um, you are back here in New York, right after being in LA. How does it feel to be back in um, this uh, apocalyptic nightmare in New York City? <laughs> it feels weirdly like I'm getting like 95% a sense of strong community. Everyone wearing their masks, everyone being smart. And then there's just 5% of pure rage of just like people <laughs> not following it at all. Uh, and being like, what? I don't have to wear a mask. You're wearing one. And I'm like, I'm not wearing this for me. I'm wearing this for you. Um, oh god it's a nice little little, you know mix I'm just buying a whole lot of uh, Klondike bars and you know Chubby Hubby by Ben and Jerry's the essentials (laughs) Um, of course I feel like that's like this weird are you a good person or are you wearing a mask thing now too Mm -hmm. it's I've yelled at several Karens um (laughs) when I've had to leave my house and it's, it's been an interesting little ride. Um, okay. So anyway, <laughs> we're gonna just want to start from like, I don't know, the beginning of like, where did you grow up? Where did you, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Mm-hmm. How was, mm-hmm. was your upbringing like? My upbringing. Uh, yeah, I grew up on a reservation South of Montreal in Canada. 
Um, my tribe exists on both sides, but I happen to be on the Canadian side, and uh, it was a good time. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, it was basically the brown suburbs is my favorite way of describing it. Um, you know, you had like your goth kids, you had your preppy kids, you had the punks. It was a, uh, it was really a nice, uh, it was a nice mix, and it was, it was unique and not unique at the same time. Um, apart from that, I, you know, I did some university in Montreal. I did some university here in New York, but I've been uh, in New York for the better part of the last uh, eleven years now. Eleven years, yeah. Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's a little like, uh, I guess, intro to the backstory. But um, yeah, I've been doing comedy in New York for probably six years now. Mm. Um, no, not probably. Definitely. It's definitely six <laughs> years. Um, don't need to be coy about that. Uh, some basic <laughs> improv shows where the yeah. other teams are the audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, did you go to college? Where did you go to college? I'm just curious. Yeah, I did go to college, actually. I went to uh, Dawson College in Montreal. I studied professional photography. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I got a little uh, photography, like, college technical degree thing. And then um, I studied at Parsons in New York and got a degree in communication design. Uh, BFA. Um <laughs> Yes, BFA. BFA. <laughs> wow. Uh, so after graduating college, where did you where did you go first? First, so uh, after college, I literally I was a uh, was I interning? I don't think I was. I did a bunch of internships, like design internships in college, at like some magazines and some resale places. But I wound up at this uh, fashion company called Rag and Bone. Um, yeah. this place in meatpacking. Um, I was their first graphic designer. Felt like a pretty big, pretty big win. Uh, <laughs> but um, it was really fun because it was my first job out of school, and it was very much still a startup. It was like very much. Uh, they still had runway presentations. They were like doing runway shows. I think since 2006, and I joined in 2012. But it was around 2012 when they really started to like get a little bit more globally recognized. Um, so it was fun to watch like a company. This is going to sound so lame, but just like watch, like, watch a company uh, become like a power player. It was really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and, you know, got to see some fashion shows, got to see some stereotypical New York fashion after parties, which I think wow. made up for it even more. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was crazy. It was like, Tom York DJing and then like Grace Jones and like Tarantino wow. hanging wow. out. And I'm like, hi, um, I'm a no one. Like, <laughs> how are you guys doing? Yeah. Oh, you're not a no one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that's so cool. At what point, like, when did that become comedy? It's well, I always did uh, acting in theater growing up, like in high school, um, elementary school. Uh, I took a lot, I did a lot of like acting in that, you know, the usual high school sense at the local theater. Um, and it was always sort of like the plan like, I really want to do acting, I really want to be in uh, movies, television, film, whatever, uh, in some sort of sense. And comedy was just sort of where I fell into it. Um, and UCB specifically was, uh, I met a coworker at Rag and Bone who was on a house team at UCB when I, we both started working at the same time and I was like, oh, cool. Like, 
what do you see be? Uh, and uh, this was like 2000, probably 2013. Yeah. Um, and that sort of really opened my eyes to like the New York improv and uh, community, which of course led to like the New York stand-up scene, the New York uh, sketch comedy scene, et cetera, et cetera. It was sort of a, yeah, a snowball effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know you recently made your um, Hollywood debut in A Sip With Vodka, um, my, yeah. my uh, web series. You can check it out on YouTube. Um, <laughs> no, but you just booked this um, big Ed Helms, Mike Schur show, who's mm-hmm. anyone who's listening. Mike Schur is the creator, correct me if I'm wrong, of off, off The Office and Parks and Rec. And... Parks and Rec, for sure. <laughs> oh, no, not The Office? <laughs> no, he was, he was right on The Office. I Again, okay. I cannot speak for his resume, um, but it is right. long and storied and incredible. He's been working in comedy, uh, I believe, since he was, like, 20, like, 21, like, at, like at SNL, like, all these, like, big heavy hitters. Um, so, yeah, it's incredible to be able to work with him in this capacity. It's something I didn't expect. Um, and how did you get it? I'm just curious. Like, as, <laughs> so somebody as like who's trying to make it as a comedian, I'm sure like everyone. It's just like also comedy writing to me is so much more niche than just being a comedy actor on a show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's something to me that's just I don't know unfamiliar territory. Yeah, um, half of it was being prepared. Like fifty percent of it was like I had you know my backpack with like. Uh, a spec script, uh, some character one-off writing. Like, so I had like a bunch of writing samples ready to go. And the other half was just luck because I was in the right place at the right time. Um, I did a French show out in LA, this, um, this Native American showcase, and the uh, showrunner was in the audience and uh, reached out to me after that. And, you know, then it was very much a formal job interview situation. Wow. Um, which was really nice. But, I mean, everyone in the show has been incredible i'm so excited for it it was um it was it was incredible it was it was it was really like an insane uh jump to go from where i was to where i went um yeah and i still like i'm still learning and i'm still like working on the craft of becoming like a better writer and um i'm definitely one of those people that i've always like well i'm not i'm not good but i'm getting there you're very good you need to you need to be have some confidence you need to take a little confidence boost yeah (laughs) you're phenomenal and you need to just hone that in um also uh, also (laughs) i'm trying to be like a positive person because i myself am a negative person anyway (laughs) oh i Um, disagree uh, (laughs) well thank you positive energy (laughs) Um, what were they like? I'm just curious. Ed Helms and Mike Sure. What was it like working with? I mean, what, what was it like in a writer's room with them? Yeah, um, I can't honestly speak too much about it. Um, <laughs> NDAs for for um, well, NDAs, but also just like for professional courtesies. But right. um, they are the nicest people, and it's like everyone I spoke with was just like so delighted in the writers room that we had, we were just all very lucky. Everyone's been very nice, very positive. Uh, the writing experience has been amazing. Um, like I said, but everyone, everyone's great. And to just be able to learn underneath them and to watch them work, I think is probably the most, uh, one of the most exciting parts of it. And just to learn by 
while they, you know, see how they do. Sorry, I lost my words there. <laughs> no worries. So, like, when you, when you, when there's, like, people in a writer's room, do you just have mm-hmm. a Google Doc and everyone's, like, contributing? <laughs> or, like, I, I'm just, like, how does that work when you, there's so many people in a room talking about one script? Yeah, it's, um, well, every writer's room is different. Every writer, yeah. but, like, everyone's goal is the same. And, again, I've only been in one writer's room. Right. So I can only speak to my personal experience, but um, it's a collaborative uh, process, 100%. It is, um, it is, what's the best way to say this, I guess? Um, it's collaborative, and it's collaborative not in, like, the everyone has to talk all the time. It's a collaborative sense where it's, like, there are moments where, like, uh, the room will start pitching things, pitching things will get funnier and funnier and funnier. Then there'll be moments of like quietness for like five minutes because like you need that natural break. And um, I think the the room is crucial for writing because you can really like bounce off the energy and there are places you can get to as a group rather than on your own that are just better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's been uh, it's been really good. That sounds awesome. That's like the life. You have like pretty much the, I feel like the dream comedy job too. That's it, so cool. It's incredible. It's truly like, like I'm speechless. <laughs> speechless I mean, a... yeah. The fact that that's your first comedy gig is really a testament. I feel like to your talent, you should uh, well, give yourself a little first, pat. Oh, yeah. My first paid gig was a, a one minute, uh, no, a 30-second stand-up bit I did at a show in downtown Brooklyn. Everyone had 30 seconds to say whatever they want. Oh. And I got paid, uh, I believe, $40 for it. There so, you go. <laughs> when you do the math, I'm getting paid $80 a minute. Shit. <laughs> 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 that was technically my first base comedy show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I... And that's, I guess, that we shouldn't even be talking about this, um, you know, at Helm show because that seems like something that we should be focusing on. <laughs> I really think um, so. I mean, I I got like a little clip for my Instagram from it. I uh, met some cool, wonderful people. No, it was it was a good time. Do you know anything about when um, Rutherford Falls comes out? Where where we can find I, it or where to look for updates? Uh, yeah, it will be on Peacock, uh, TBD. Uh, I'm not super familiar with timing just yet. Uh, obviously, current circumstances have uh, adjusted some things, but just uh, stay tuned on any of the Peacock social channels, and you can find out there. Awesome. Our next part, we have some games to play with you. Love a game. Oh, Love a game. Uh, so our first game we're going to play is Mary Fuck Kill with animated characters. You got it. I'm ready. Okay. So our first category is, get ready, drum roll, yeah. Um, yeah. Plankton, Fairy uh-huh. Godmother from Shrek, and Frozone from The Incredibles. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to kill Plankton because he's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. That's just, you got to think these things out like that. Right. Um, so we have the fairy godmother from Shrek, and then we have Frozone. Um, you know, I'm going to marry the fairy godmother because that girl probably has the best connections and yeah. the best outfits. Right. And Fro- Frozone from uh, The Incredibles, 
probably a really good time. Yeah, for sure. These, these are just <laughs> I didn't think about that plankton one, but I, I'm now considering that as a factor into well, three sixty. You gotta go. Yes. I mean those um, were like, those were like the only options. That was so this is another one that I honestly really have been struggling with. So it's Timmy Turner's mom. Yeah. Uh, D.D. Pickles, you know, the one from yeah. Rugrats. And Sugar Mama from The Proud Family. Okay. Uh, which one's D.D. Dee Dee again? Is that just um, she's the... One one? With, she's the one with orange hair, right? That's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, she's Dee Dee. Dill yeah, Pickles' yeah. mom. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, let me think. So w- w- one more time. It was... Uh, who was the first one? Timmy Turner's mom. Timmy Turner's mom. Dee Dee's Pickles. Dee Dee Pickles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mom and Pickles. <laughs> and the mom from the Proud Family. Um, no, wait, who's Sugar Mama from the Proud Family? Did you watch the Proud Family? If Did not, it's okay. It's like, it's not a, maybe in Can- Canada. <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, sorry. I thought it was like the mom from Honey Boo Boo you were talking about. Well, no, we, is it a- we can insert her instead, actually. <laughs> No, let me deal with the cards that I have <laughs> out of respect for this um, time-honored <laughs> historic game. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to marry the mom from Rugrats because mm-hmm. she seems like a phenomenal mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to... Who is it? Timmy Turner's mom was the other one? Yeah. What is her uh, name? Def- Definitely going to have sex with her. Sexual mm-hmm. relations, I think. Um, no, I'm going to stand to that. And She's definitely got... Person. Yeah. I'm just going to kill you wow. because I don't know them. Right. <laughs> Sugar mama, wow. It's like pushing that, is... that button, you know? <laughs> and to kill someone somewhere, it's going to kill that person. Right. <laughs> I think they added, actually, the Proud Families on the Disney Plus app. I don't know if you have that, mm-hmm. but um, i pretty do. sure it's on. Yeah, well, you can go ahead and educate yourself with some great Disney Channel memorabilia. It's a phenomenal show. Raven Simone is one of the voices. It's uh, yeah, it's good. It oh is. yeah. Oh, if it's an animated show with Raven Simone, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, okay. Destiny's well, Child sings. So sorry. Uh, oh, the Destiny's Child sings the title. The title yeah. song. Yeah, they sing the title yeah. song. Um, all right, do you want to take us away with the next one? Yeah, so our, our final fuck, Mary kill, we yeah. have the wild thornberries, all of them, um, oh. the Possibles, Kim Possible's family, and yeah. all of the Incredibles. Oh, God. Um, the thornberries. I'm, really, I'm really thinking. Uh, <laughs> thornberries. Possible um, Incredibles. Okay. Um, I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to kill the Possibles. Mm-hmm. Even the naked mole rat? I'm killing them all. <laughs> I'm killing them all. Um, I could do without them. She had a phenomenal outfit, but that's all that's going on there. Um, <laughs> I am going to marry the wild thornberries <laughs> because... I always wanted that RV. Like, I was obsessed with that, like, yes. RV that had all the, tricked out and all that. And, like, the angsty poet daughter 
and like uh the adopted you know wild son and the monkey and it's like i love this like cohesion this modern family situation Mm -hmm. um pro them so that means i'm fucking the impossibles (laughs) (laughs) there you go amazing um I will say you do get the benefit of travel with the wild thornberries. Like I want to see the world. You get to see shit. Yeah, <laughs> you get to see some animals and explore. <laughs> I actually remember learning shit from that show. Like I remember, like if you're ever in an avalanche, make it like you're swimming in a like water. I was like, okay, now I know that. Um, what else do I know? Um, red hair is a good time. Yes. <laughs> that's, um, it. that's all I learned. <laughs> Very. Those were important, so I'm glad we talked about that. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have another game of Would You Rather. Um, okay. Of them. Okay. So these are pretty original, creative Would You Rather's. Um, so this it. first one is: Would you rather lick Donald Trump's head or mm-hmm. eat a dog? Um, what part of Trump's head? Is it, like, the top? Is it, um... Any part you want. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whichever part looks most tasty. Okay, okay. Um... Oh, God. I know this sounds like it shouldn't be hard, but it is. Um... (laughs) What kind of dog are we talking? (laughs) Um, yeah. <laughs> Say a Dalmatian? Dachshund. Oh, Dachshund. Oh, I'm not eating that. Like Trump. Like fried Dachshund. <laughs> um, we Trump's bald head. We're going to lift up that little toupee. Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd probably go with the dog, and that's against everything in my nature, so that <laughs> says something. Um... <laughs> I just feel like Trump's, like, hairline is so fake at this point that it just is plastic yeah. and will taste probably, like nothing. It probably tastes like spirit gum to hold the toupee down. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. That's, like, horrible. It reminds me of, like, community theater, and I don't want to taste <laughs> community theater. <laughs> um, okay, this next one. Would you rather have a career in comedy or never work again and be instantly paid $20 million? $20 million? Are you crazy? <laughs> Money buys happiness. Honestly, you're right. You're right. I can't I can't argue. $20 um, million, I'm getting a house. I'm going to get a car. Um, yeah. <laughs> these are very basic things, but which I could probably get with comedy. But right. $20 million just sounds nice. That's a good cap number. <laughs> like, invest in stuff. Um, all right. Finally... Would you rather let Jeff Bezos suck fig jam off of your toes or suck fig jam off of Elon Musk's toes? Bezos. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels just so much more transactional and less personal, I feel like. Um, Because I understand why Jeff Bezos would do that. But I feel like Elon Musk is doing his thing for other purposes. Does that make sense? Yes. He, he's got some other plan. He's going to do something else with it. He's like, he's like cartoon evil, where Bezos is just evil. 
<laughs> I, I see that, honestly. But, like, also, Elon Musk, to me, is, like, slightly more good-looking. And, like, he could give me a car. And I, <laughs> and I already have an Amazon Prime membership. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> I, I want a drone. Oh, oh drone. that's true. That is true. <laughs> so next, we will be reading some Shret, Shret, <laughs> Shrek, <Yes>. fan, <laughs> Shrek <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go ahead and start. I just need to sort of channel my Uta Hagen, Stella Adler training before I do this. Okay. Beautiful. Ready. Shrek, I moaned. As waves of pleasure maneuvered through my fragile body, <laughs> I felt my anus tighten <laughs> and knew what was to come. <laughs> Shrek! I yelled as I had my first orgasm. <laughs> the feeling was better than you could ever imagine. <laughs> Especially knowing that a green sex bomb like Shrek was the reason for your orgasm. It's okay. Do it. <laughs> I want to have ugly green ogres as children. <laughs> I'm so lucky to lose my virginity to an ugly, fat, green ogre. Yay! Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. Wow. Um, I just need to say that I have extensive training in the Scottish language and exactly <laughs> <laughs> what I was doing. As a spectator, I would like to say that I have a boner. An erection. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's, it's, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I've been trying to uh, make that happen for years, so this is giving me some clarity. <laughs> Who knew? It was truck porn all along. <laughs> so we have a little closing <laughs> we're gonna give you some tv recs and fun things to do uh wait actually no we're not gonna give you fun things to do because we're in quarantine and we're all stuck <laughs> at home <laughs> i guess the fun thing to rex <laughs> yeah um so here are tv recs of the week um i'll go ahead um Betty on HBO. I don't know if you guys have watched it, but it's like a show about skater girls in New York City. Um, it features a cast of BIPOC and queer women. It's really funny and it's good and interesting. It's a new HBO show. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. Um, and oh, yeah. everyone should know that Pose season two is now on Netflix. And I know that's old news, but. If you're like me, you're poor, you rely on your TV logins from Grindr hookups that just log in and never log out, post <laughs> now on Netflix, and we can finally watch it. Um, I actually, I just, I'm almost done with this show, Rami, on Hulu. It's really good. Nice. Have you seen it? I watched the pilot, like, two days ago, and I am in. Yeah, it's it gets even the first season is like just amazing. I really love the mom character actually. She's really funny. Um, but for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's about um a Muslim Muslim Egyptian guy looking for love in New York City. He's kind of he kind of reminds me of like a young broy Larry David in a way, mm. but like less controversial without like trying to be controversial. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What TV shows have you been watching? Yeah. Rex? Oh, um, I've, I've been keeping it real classy, and I'm watching Drag Race UK. <gasps> yes! Yes! Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Uh, I love the harsh, like, accent. Uh, <laughs> very, very I, harsh. I was, like, I was like, how many stereotypes are we going to run through? Um, running through all of them. All of them. Uh, <laughs> I just watched the Snatch Game episode, and my God, it's hands down the best Snatch Game uh, probably ever. And I'm comfortable saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable saying that. It was I'm great. It. So right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Margaret Thatcher and Donald Trump, which I think they made into a miniseries mm. recently. Recently, on like hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I love the Drag Race UK. I love like Davina DeCampo when she's like, I don't know if you've gotten up to this yet. She goes, um, the the Vivian's like, you're always in a red wig and silver dress, and and <laughs> Davina DeCampo's like, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that was, I like, the it. funniest moment, really, <laughs> I've ever seen. I really loved it. Um, and, of course, like, Bag of Chips is just incredible. 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 No spoilers. <laughs> no, spoilers. no spoilers. No spoilers. Do you have any cor- post-quarantine plans that you want to oh do? Post-quarantine. Um, honestly, I just really want to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. I really want to like. I really want to go to Alamo. I want to get queso and chips, and I want to watch uh, Tenet from Christopher Nolan and just uh, have a day. That'd be phenomenal. That sounds very nice, um, and I, I long for a day where we can sit in a movie theater. Yeah, I, love uh, <laughs> I I do too. Honestly, I go to the movies quite often by myself. Um, that is a choice, by the way. <laughs> it's the only way to do it. It's the only yeah. way to do it. Yeah, it's Sarah's choice to be a lonely loser. Right. <laughs> Correct. Um, hey, the best sometimes way to be I, alone is you can go see one directly after by yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is true. I used to do that a lot when I was little with my mom. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I do that anymore, really, but I should, honestly. I, I think my patience is just way lower than what it was as a child. Your patience may be lower, but your popcorn intake can be higher. That's right. Positive, That's negative. Right. That AMC premiere membership, you get unlimited popcorn. It's great. Uh, We're not sponsored by them, so I'm not advertising it, but it is good. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Ty, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for putting up with us and our technical <laughs> difficulties and our annoying ass voices. Right. You're you guys are great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we should do it it again thank you for tuning in always remember that in Florida it is illegal to fart in a public place after 6pm on a Thursday this episode of Wish You Were Weird was sponsored by Nobody please sponsor us thanks (laughs) thanks